You're listening to the Lux Life Discovered Podcast, where we talk with people who are living a lifestyle that reflects their passion, because we believe everyone should be living their best life, their Lux Life. The show is hosted by Rick Steiner with Steiner Event Group, a premier national event planning company, and co-hosted by Shannon Richmond, the vice president of the Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell to get notifications of future episodes. The show is produced by 30A Media and is broadcast on your favorite podcast outlets, as well as YouTube, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TVs, and other major brand smart TVs. Hello, I'm Rick Steiner, and welcome to Lux Life Discovered. My co-host today is Shannon Richmond. So, Shannon, we're glad to have you back. We missed you a few episodes. I know. I'm so glad to be back. And our guest today is Lucas Hyde with High Fitness Training. And Lucas, man, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you all as well. Well, good. So we go back just a few years. Um, Lucas used to model at my bridal shows. He was part of my oh. model manager. Put the suit group. on. Yeah. You know, wave. Sharp. Do the Queen's wave. <laughs> <laughs> he always nailed it. Lucas was always game to do shoots and model for me when I needed them to. And so that's how we have our connection. So, and then he moved off to the other part of the state. Uh-oh. And that's... Yeah. That's where it all changed. No, I'm switch just to the other, switch to the other side. Uh -oh. right, yeah, from North, East Arkansas to Northwest okay. Arkansas. Yeah. Well, you're missing a good show tomorrow. Yeah. Sun no, Sunday. Sunday. I Sunday. know I get my days yeah. mixed up too. Well, it sounds like he's got one coming up soon that I can crash. So oh. I'll, just, I'll just show up unannounced. That's true. On March yeah. 3rd, crash that one for sure. Yeah. So tell me what you after you moved to Fayetteville, kind of give me your background in the fitness, how you what you did and then how you started your own training company. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I discovered fitness when I was 15 years old. I was the chubby band nerd kid and didn't, uh, didn't do any sports, you know, played trumpet, played a lot of video games. And uh, long story short, I just, I found my way into the gym after losing some weight and uh, building some self-confidence. I just fell in love with lifting weights. So I really got into bodybuilding Ended up going to college at Arkansas State University, and there I eventually met Rick. But throughout that time, I had gotten into modeling kind of already, really gotten into bodybuilding, was interested in stepping on stage and doing the, you know, like the hoo-ha wow. and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I just really kind of obsessed with it. And then probably about midway through college, I determined that, well, what am I going to do when I'm done here, I was studying exercise science. And I was like, well, I guess I ought to be a trainer. I ought to help people. And, you know, fitness had impacted my life so much that I was like, well, I guess I need to go get certified. So I went and I got certified as a trainer while I was in school and started teaching class there on campus at, at A-State and, uh, you know, modeling on the side as well. They kind of went hand in hand. And after I graduated college, I knew I wanted to move to Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I had an opportunity to do an internship for my degree uh, here at a, at a local gym here in Fayetteville. And so I packed up, moved everything here and just started working at the gym. And then throughout that time, you know, I, I really didn't know anything as far as like the, the business side of, of coaching. I, I knew a lot about fitness, but I didn't really know, you know, how to, uh, how to get clients and, and how to 
you know, build those, those business relationships and, you know, bring people on. So about six months into teaching some fitness classes and just working the front desk at the gym, I realized that I was going to need some help. So I hired a business coach. I spent a, a good chunk of money that I didn't have at the time to, um, to get a business coach who taught me a lot of the, the business side of things. And then from there, I was able to start, uh, you know, bringing on some, some clients and, uh, it's just kind of like snowballed from that point. That was in, uh, 2018, 2019 is kind of when I, you know, dove fully in and I've been doing that ever since. And I'm no longer at that gym and I just work for myself entirely. I coach out of a different local gym here as like a contractor, but, uh, you know, throughout that whole period of time, you, you learn just about, you know, what you like to do uh, and how you want to spend your time. And, and for me, uh, I think COVID played a real big role in that. Uh, before it was all about going online, you know, trying to, you know, build a bigger business and, uh, you know, impact a lot more people in terms of numbers. And what I found was that I really love being in the gym. I love being with people. And it's not that I despise online coaching, but when you're building a business, you're going to spend time working. And I realized that, you know, through COVID, I, I don't want to be behind a computer all day. It's, it's not why I started it. You know, I like being in the gym. It's, it's like a playground to me, you know, um, you know, well, like, like you said, like you like to have personal contact with your clients rather than be just, you know, virtual the whole time. And that makes a huge impact. And clients really like that, the wanting mm -hmm. to be sincere. They like that personal accountability and the personal camaraderie. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that was the other thing, too, is that, you know, you, you already spend a lot of time behind the computer anyways, because people see me at the gym and I'm coaching my clients at the gym. But what they don't see is on the back end of the business is that through social media, through, you know, that, that's how you market yourself and that's how you, you know, make those connections to gain clients. So if you're doing that, and then as well as also training people over the internet, it's just, you spend all day looking into a screen and that's just, that's just not me. That's not, not my style. And I found that my clients who saw me in person versus my clients who were purely virtual, those in-person clients did better and we had stronger relationships and it was just more fun. It's more sustainable for them. Don't and so you, I enjoyed it more. Don't you think accountability is much stronger person to person than virtually? Definitely, because, you know, the business of training, you know, what you're doing is as much a relationship as it is just coaching someone. So, you know, having somebody like there waiting on you saying, hey, like, where are you at? It's a huge accountability factor versus just me texting you and saying, hey, have you done your workouts today? Uh, so are all your clients, do you do a one on one or do you have classes? How do you do your how do you train? So we do both. Um, all of my clients get one-on-one -on -one coaching. So from like nutrition, uh, mindset, we're building habits. They, they all get that, that touch. So, you know, hopefully I don't get a phone call in the middle of this from a client, uh, <laughs> but they all have direct access to me from a mentorship and coaching perspective. And then just depending on their schedule and, you know, you know, what package we put together for them depends. Like sometimes I have people who work with a partner Sometimes I have groups of three or four. Some people are purely one-on-one. -on -one. So it's really just whatever works best for them. 
So when somebody, so when somebody first signs first... up with you, um, are you getting a lot of people that have never worked in the gym or been in the gym and they're saying they have a goal or are you getting more people that are gym oriented already, but want to have defined look? So I would say most of my clients are people in their thirties, forties, and fifties who they might've been previously athletic in life or might've worked out, but you know, kids, career, the stress of life has caught up and they're realizing that, you know, they need to take better care of themselves. They need to find ways to manage their stress. They want to be around for their kids and they don't want to be in pain. So, uh, you know, earlier it was a lot of weight loss clients, a lot of transformations. I've kind of evolved my coaching to, uh, it's not so much about just hitting a number on the scale or, you know, trying to look good for, you know, one of Rick Steiner's weddings or anything like that. It's about, uh, you know, building a lifestyle, you know, and, and, and something that's sustainable, really kind of systemizing it as a whole, because the people who, you know, set those very specific goals tend to, uh, they tend to fall off. They tend to, you know, they train really hard. They get to the thing, they get to the event. And that's fine if you want to challenge yourself. But, you know, for me, it's a lot about how do we, how do we build something that you can keep doing that you can tolerate? Because when you stop doing it, it's going to stop working. Well, and you brought up, you brought up one about the lifestyle, which is that's so important to understand from a lifestyle perspective, rather than like a, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And once I, once they reach that goal, whatever it is, if they reach it, they're done. Right. Or if they don't mm -hmm. reach it, they're done. You know, that yeah. type thing. So yeah. really, if you understand the, the benefits of it lifelong and what it does to your mind and body and, you know, it, it makes it much more enjoyable. Totally. So, and then, sorry, go ahead. It's okay. I was just going to say, everybody always says they need to make it a lifestyle. Yeah. But then they like go jump on like the latest fad or like the latest yeah. challenge. Those things are fantastic to motivate you and to create like discipline. But at the end of the day, that's really all they are. They're just tools that you can utilize in your tool belt. If you can build those frameworks, if you can build those principles of, you know, why you're, why you're doing that challenge and, you know, why that challenge might affect you in a certain way, then from there, that's how you build, build a lifestyle. And that's what I teach my clients. So when your clients first come in, do you um, ask them, well, obviously what their goal is, but do you see if they're doing something with nutrition or do you tell them that they need to do something with nutrition? So everybody's individual based on, you know, what they need. Um, almost everybody I've worked with could use some element of improving their nutrition. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a deep dive. We're, we're peeling back those layers of the onions. You know, I, I have some clients where all they care about is the training. They feel really good with what they eat and they just want to be strong. You know, I have, a, I have a few women that they just want to learn how to use a barbell and that's what we work on. It's, you know, it's, it's very, very much that basic, but they've also been taking care of themselves for the right. last 10 years. They're already eating healthy. Right. So it right. wouldn't be somebody like me going in the gym who likes to go buy McDonald's, but um, on no. The way to the gym. On the way yeah. to the gym. Yeah. Or treat well, myself. Most, most of the people, like I said, they've lived, you know, 20, 30 years of life and they've never thought about it. Right. You know, so we kind of have to, take little baby steps and peel back those layers so that we can start to make change that isn't temporary, that, you know, it's going to last them. They, they can figure out how to live that way rather than just putting a bandaid over the solution. Well, I've met two of his clients a couple of years ago, new one and then reconnected with her, but then the other client 
And you guys were working out outside during COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's so they, good. And they love Lucas. They think he's the best thing ever. And they're both still with me. They both uh, good. Yeah. Yep. And how often does a typical client work out with you? I'd say on average, probably about twice a week. And but, how, how long is that? Uh, I block off an hour for, for all my sessions, but it's really however long the workout is. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes we go a little over, just depending on how, the pace of how they're moving that day. And, and do you have other trainers with you or are you the trainer? So I'm pretty much the face and personality of my business. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I, there are a few other coaches in the area that also train at the same gym that I'm at. So if I can't take someone or if I feel like they're a better fit, then I'll just pass them off. That's okay. okay. Well, good. Well, so, good. well, thank you for doing our podcast, but let's talk about your podcast. <laughs> yeah. So what, well, this goes back to your, your, your uh, training business as well. What were some obstacles or what did you think would be the biggest obstacle to overcome starting your training business? And then the same thing for the podcast. So I, I think for me, at least recognizing initially the biggest obstacle to overcome was the business aspect of starting a training business. Cause yeah. every, every trainer gets into it because they want to help people because it's what they love because you know, they, they want to spend time in the gym. They, they have those reasons. They don't realize how hard it is to market, sell and fulfill, you know, those services. It's something that you have to learn and, you know, those, those other skills with. So, you know, advertising, marketing yourself, coming up with a message that, because frankly, you can't help anybody if nobody knows about you. That's true. And when you're self-employed, you wear many hats. It's not like you get to do one thing and because you just have to be a jack of all trades. In some yeah. And so figuring out that balance has been, you know, it, it's always a challenge because you have, you know, you're living life just like everybody else, right? Like, you know, especially I got a wife, got a house now. So you're trying to balance all these different things as well as like trying to figure out when you need to put on the coach hat, when you need to put on the marketing hat, when you put on the sales hat. That's a, uh, and when that's you, what, and when you need to take all hats off, right. That's a hard take, to hats off, take a vacation you know? right, and be a husband and listen to your wife. Yeah. That's, Absolutely. that's me. I, uh, is, you never know when to stop. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So, so now tell us about your podcast. So the podcast is called Lifestyle Strength. Um, it's about, you know, really, I, I think you know, what I mentioned on earlier is how I coach people is instead of just handing you a plan to, hey, like you need to do this, right? This is what works for your goal or this is what works for your body type. How can we integrate this for everybody? How, how can we peel back those layers and look at principles that we all live by? And so, uh, or that at least that we can all learn to live by. And so lifestyle strength is, you know, dare I say like the philosophy behind, you know, why we train, why we take care of ourselves, why we, you know, choose the foods that we eat as well as some of those like tactical and, uh, you know, more strategic things you can do to take better care of yourself. But more so it's like, you know, I, I believe that there are four fundamental frameworks to everybody's like lifestyle. And so we have uh, your skills, which are things like discipline, consistency, you know, execution, time management, being diligent. Those are all things that we have in certain areas of our life and we don't have in other areas of our life. 
So the podcast is really about how can we change those perspectives? How can we build these things that are really going to create a foundation for us to be able to go and execute a training plan and to make time to go to the gym and to feel like you can actually do those things day in and day out because it doesn't matter if you show up once a week. The matter is that you show up multiple times, you know, throughout, you know, a given month and you are consistent. So uh, there's a lot more to it as far as like building your habits and, you know, really understanding how to, you know, use knowledge and change your behavior so that you can be a better and a stronger person. And what it boils down to for, for me and for my podcast partner as well is um, we want to have strong lifestyles. And so that's where the name lifestyle strength comes from. Strength can be many things. It can be being strong in the gym, but it also can be, you know, being a good partner and it can be, um, you know, making sure that you're taking care of all those little buckets and things that we care about in our life. Like that, that's what being, you know, strong is at least, at least from my perspective. And so we like to, you know, redefine some terms and, uh, you know, really change perspectives of what health can be and uh, you know, how we actually can practically integrate that into all of our lives, regardless of where do you go to work out or, you know, what job you have or what body type you have. It doesn't really matter because these things are universal. Right. And then you have a co-host on your podcast as well. So give us. Yeah. So she is, um, we have a very interesting dynamic. So I'm on the training side. Uh, she is, uh, her name is Ariel, Ariel McPherson. She's a, uh, she owns Competitor's Edge Massage. So she's on the recovery side of things. Oh. And uh, so you we torture discover- them and she takes care of them. Yeah, well, well, it's a matter of perspective. You know, I, I do some torturing, you know, with the loud music, and she does like torturing on a table. Right. Well, it's oh, true that's true. Yeah. yeah. But we found that we had really, really good conversations in the gym just about about all that stuff that I was going through. And um, we have different perspectives on things. So we really balance each other really well and we can get into little tiffs and little arguments. It, it makes a really good entertaining podcast. Oh, you know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like with, with what we are. Mm-hmm. We uh, used to have a setup where we'd have mics on the table and Shannon would push uh-huh. mine away if I talked too much, you know. So I understand <laughs> that now. But so you talk, you mentioned earlier about a um, a contract gym. I didn't realize they had those in Fayetteville. That's pretty sharp. So you just have a space that you can contract for like a certain period of time, like a block of blocks of time off during the day to go work out. Yeah. So well, I'm I'm contracted through them. So I just you know I I pay a, you know like a rent fee to be able to use the facility. So it's just like a normal warehouse gym. It's okay, similar. Yeah. To- Arkansas Muscle, if you remember from Jones World. Similar warehouse style of gym. Um, But uh, yeah, I just, I'm, you know, work with the owner and, you know, I pay like a rent amount and I just, I'm able to train all my clients there. That's good. And then I also have my own, like, I don't know if you can tell, I'm in my own studio. This is the studio I have in my house. So uh, whether it's virtual or I have local people come here, you know, we'll, we'll train here as well. Okay. Well, good. So where do you see yourself in the next five years, 10 years? Well, in the next five or 10, well, that's a lot to unravel. That's it quite is. A bit <laughs> uh, you know, I've thought about this a lot lately, actually. You know, 
you know, for me, it's about making an impact here in Northwest Arkansas um, and being able to, you know, extend what I've learned from fitness and business and just being, you know, uh, a health coach into impacting more people's lives. Um, so one of those things is, is the podcast, you know, really being able to make an impact there. I'd love to see that grow. Um, for my wife and I, you know, we, we have our own personal goals of we'd like to have another house at some point. Um, I think over the next five years, we'll do a little bit of traveling. So those are some goals for us mm -hmm. before we have a kid. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe right around five years time. I don't know. We might have a kid, uh, something like that. And you might have one before that and not even expect it. So, hey. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> they, have a, they have a way of surprising you sometime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, and then, and then there's always the possibility of maybe opening a, a studio. I have a, a concept for uh, a gym that is, is new and, uh, is pretty unique. So I won't go too, too much into right. it, but it's a good chance that over the next few years, I'll make the leap and actually open a, a studio on that one. Oh, myself. that's awesome. Yeah. I like that goals. That's amazing. Well, that's kind of what your whole job is about goals. And reaching them, obtaining them. Right. You know, and it, to me, it's not about getting obsessed with a goal. I think, you know, when I was younger, uh, you, you, you set these goals, you set these things from these ambitions that you have. And the sole focus, this is what I teach my clients too. The sole focus is about getting to those goals and you'll do whatever it takes to get to those goals. And that can be really motivating. And I think in, in the media, that is something that's propped up as, you know, that's all that matters. And it's not that they don't matter, but what I've been learning is just going through this process. What I learned with my clients is a, a way to make what we're doing sustainable so that they keep attaining those goals is to set your goals and have reasons for them and then forget about it. Like the thing that makes you happy, at least the way that I see it is not attaining the goal because you can hit the goal and you're going to be happy for a moment, but then you have the problem of setting another goal. And now you're unhappy because you haven't reached that goal. So rather than putting all the emphasis and getting tunnel visioned on just that goal, setting the goal and then just doing what's right in front of you and figuring out like, how can we execute and do the things that help us get closer to that goal? I actually just recorded a podcast about this yesterday and it's this idea of uh, game theory. So you have finite game theory, which is that idea of, hey, the goal is to get to the end of the game. So you set the goal, let's say it's losing 50 pounds. And the goal is to get to that weight loss number. And then when you get there, okay, the game's over. We no longer need to play it. Now you have a problem. That'd be sad. Right. You got to yeah. start the new game. You got to start yeah. the next one. But we don't live that way. Right. We, we, we live until, as far as we know, we're gone. So we're dead. Right. And so I've been trying to adopt the mindset of the infinite game theory, which is that it's not about trying to make it to the end of the game. It's about trying to figure out how to keep playing the game, keep playing the game better. That's good. That's, That's good. good. That's yeah. really good yeah. advice. What do, you, what do you think the biggest misconception is with fitness and training that you've seen? So many. Um, what health is, you know, what, what health really, really is. I, I think social media has played, has wreaked havoc on our perspective of what's healthy, you know, and I, I just know this from my own experience because 
when I was stepping on stage doing men's physique shows and even some like while modeling, you know, physically you look great, right? You look at, you know, based on the beauty standards like that. Oh, wow. You know, you got abs, you're shredded, you're muscular. You look so healthy. He's so happy. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't, but you don't realize that like, you know, you, you just mentally like you're wreaking havoc on yourself because you just, you're, you're comparing yourself so much to what other people look like. You really care about the attention that you're getting. At least for me, I was, might've been the most unhealthy I've ever been. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel better not obsessing over the body uh -huh. image. You know, you, was, you yeah, just told Shane, I said that's surprising to hear, you know, people say that because mm -hmm. like when you're you're trying when you're on stage, you're ripped and you look great and you know, it's thick kind of realist right. it's a good realism of you saying, you know, that's probably when I was at my worst, you know. Yeah, but, absolutely yeah. was at my worst. I mean, you know, like in, in that moment in and of itself can be satisfying and that can be a, an accomplishment and that can feel good. But the the path of getting there and the journey of getting there is filled with so much uh, whether it's resentment or jealousy that so many of these negative things that you don't mm. necessarily outwardly project you just feel them inside that to me is not something that's healthy you know there there's a time to use those negative emotions there's a time to you know bolt down the hatches and be really disciplined and challenge yourself there's also a time to recognize that like hey we're living like we need to feel good. We need to be able to manage this stress. If it becomes to the point where we're becoming more stressed and we're becoming so strict and hard on ourselves that we can't enjoy any of, these, any of these things that we have in life that we can enjoy, then what's the point? It just becomes your own hell. And don't you think that's when a lot of people become discouraged and then they mm -hmm. go completely opposite of what they were trying to do and they just kind of not only lose that focus, but just lose all yeah. hope and, and motivation to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. You can become totally like depressed because you either feel like you're not good enough or that you didn't, you know, you didn't do something that was up to the standard of what you had for yourself. And that's, that's what I was saying earlier about like solely focusing on the goal, right? The goal is motivating, but that's all it is. It, it helps you create a direction of where you need to shoot. But it doesn't mean that, you know, when you pull back that arrow, that you're not going to have to figure out, okay, well, like I still got to pull the string, got to make sure the arrow is sharp. I got to hold the bow the right way. Like there's all these other things involved. And if you don't work on those things and you don't think about those things, then you're probably never going to hit the target. That's true. Yeah. Well, Charlie, we'll just, I can't believe we're 30 minutes has already flown by this quick. But um, tell people. I feel like I've been talking you, the whole time. Well, no, you're good. <laughs> I love good. hearing. <laughs> I know yeah. we're just totally in, engrossed in what you're saying, so that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Tell people how to reach you and your site. Yeah, so you can my personal business. Uh, I'm Mr. Hyde Life. Same uh, email as my my Instagram, so you can find me on Instagram there. Hyde Fitness Consulting is my website. You can find the podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. It's Lifestyle Strength. Uh, and then I'll plug my, my partner, my, my uh, podcast partner as well, uh, Competitor's Edge Massage in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Her name's Ariel. You can also find her on Instagram. She's pretty awesome. And she will torture you much more than <laughs> I will torture you. So, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, thanks so much for your time today. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. I'm Rick Stein, and that concludes our episode of Lux Life Discovered. We look forward to seeing you soon.
Check out Lux Life Discovered on Facebook and Instagram and on 30a.tv. See you next time on Lux Life Discovered.